to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. You do not need to worry about Tom Doherty. You are sweet, but you're not a fighter. You couldn't possibly take him on. Trust me, he's been taken care of. What does that mean? Um, some time ago, he and I had an altercation. I asked him to treat you with more respect. Oh, my God. And he said he would treat you any way he liked, and he assaulted me. Oh, my God. So, anyhow, long story short... To family. In the end, it's all that matters. <laughs> Go find my mother before I chop off your other hand. Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we're here on Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST. Especially for you <laughs> to talk about the latest episode of Gotham. And I always forget to fix my mic right before we get started. Which is funny because you had to help me fix mine. I know. You're like, here, twist this, twist that, shift, burp, burp, burp. It Stop happens. screaming, you know. But as usual, uh, we're glad here we to are. be here. We're happy to be here. With it's- our with our massive chat room of Bobby. Hi, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, a, as we know, uh, the chat room joins us every Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. EST, live.universebox.com. I know a couple of our uh, regulars aren't going to be able to make it tonight. I uh, like Aww. Wynn, a holy bat pastor. Wynn's got weather issues going on. But they sent yeah. in some feedback and we stuff, like so feedback. it's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's fine. Uh, okay, so I guess we should go ahead and get started talking about this week's episode. So, Anne-Marie, why don't you hit us up with the riddling, rhyming episode summary? Oh, the riddle. How is a firefly just like a cat? When they start to fall, they never quite splat. Who can avenge a dead fascist youth? Gordon's the guy with methods uncouth. Who crumples Kringle? No need to question. Will Eddie find a new riddling obsession? Is Butch compromised or is he a fly hire? Theo will test the penguin by fire. By fire. By fire. By fire. By fire. Amory, what'd you think? You loved it? I did. Sleeps has been good to me this week. This was a really (laughs) intense episode. It was. A fantastically intense episode. A a very sweeps-worthy episode. A little bit of a dubstep-y episode, too. There was a lot of dubstep. There was dubstep? There there was kind of some dubstep elements to the score and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't don't do dubstep, so I don't don't really... Is that what that is? I'm sorry. All I hear in my house is, "Let me whip and let me nay nay." Oh, let's like, not I get. Oh, no, do no, I don't want to get. I, I don't want to get a takedown from YouTube. Okay, I, so I, guess, I didn't sing that good. Okay, I guess we'll go ahead and get started uh, with our main episode discussion yes, before please. you sing that again. Okay, so uh, first thing is the last thing in the episode. <laughs> okay, so if you guys have been following our show for a while, uh, you remember our classic discussions about episode 5, Viper, about episode exactly. 14. Exactly, you listen to it every Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, episode 14, uh, whatever that was, episode 16, The Blind Fortune Teller, mm-hmm. uh, where we talked a bit about um, Indian Hill. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember Indian Hill, right? Uh, that uh, Falcone and Maroney Penguin negotiated the deal with Indian Hill. Okay, so Maroney, no, Falcone owns it. Falcone owned it. Yeah, because he got um, it from Maroney as a show of yeah. good faith. 
I believe. Yes. Uh, and uh, it, also something that we kind of brought up, uh, after episode five, Viper, and this is something I've brought up again and again and again, again hoping and again, it was yes. going to circle back around. And that's Warehouse 39, mm-hmm. where they were doing the Viper experiments. And, uh, you know, Harvey and Jim bust in there at the end of the episode. When it was all cleaned out. And what's her name from Lean Enterprises mm-hmm. is out in the car being like, glad we got everything out of Warehouse 39. Yeah. And I, I've I've called specifically, and you, you've mentioned it a couple times too. A little bit. That I thought maybe Indian Hill and Warehouse 39 might be connected. Turns out Indian Hill, this weird, uh, you know, experimental lab underneath Gotham City owned by Wayne Enterprises. So, Oh, Wayne Enterprises. So I'm guessing this is where the Warehouse 39 stuff was shuttled Mm -hmm. uh, when Jim and Harvey got a little too close. Well, they made it fancy. I mean, they painted things. Yeah, well, who knows what that Warehouse 39 looked like before they moved out of there. That's true. true. But but, uh, again, we called it. We called it. Really really glad to see this thread kind of finally start to pay off and everything mm-hmm. i and uh yeah like i said this is i think this is where they shuttle everything after uh viper mm-hmm. uh, so uh they the quote from the uh guy pushing the gurney is uh you know this is where we keep the rest of the monsters mm-hmm. uh so i'm really thinking that this indian hill facility is going to end up being a super villain factory uh, yeah. kind, kind of a way to <gasps> uh... To bring supervillains into the show. I mean, we got a hint of that in Viper. A little bit, yeah. But I think I think uh, this is going to allow us to get a lot. I mean, this is the rise of the villains. Yeah. I think it's going to be. They all the, break out. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it's probably going to be like a, a rise of the supervillain situation in the second half of the season. Is what Ooh. I'm thinking right now. But uh, you know, I, I'm expecting characters that we know are coming, like Mister Freeze. Uh, among others, to come f- to come from this place. Uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. Bridget will return too. Firefly. But now she's um, <clears throat> what is the word? Burned? No. <laughs> <laughs> on a gurney? Um, flame retardant. But it, that wasn't... Fireproof? Fireproof! There we go. You like that? I'm like, yeah. flame retardant. I, yeah. I, oh, wait, well, what is it? The uh, Inflammable. Inflammable. Or flammable. They both mean the same thing. Um, but uh, ho- I'm also hoping that... And this is something I've been asking for since episode one. Yeah. I, well, really since episode five, more like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd really love to see an Ivy-centric episode yes. where she gets brought down to Indian Hill and gets experimented on and gets her plant powers. You know, that'd mm-hmm. be fun. I And uh, I will... And we'll well, also... we did get her back briefly, mm-hmm. at least today, this we, week. We so did. Uh, nice gin- to... Ginger to ginger. Ginger to ginger. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, well, I liked... Do I have to get the... Uh... Child mm-hmm. services person, or should I just go get a candy bar and forget to have someone watch you? Yeah. Candy bar. Oh, uh, Bobby in the chat room says, I, I, I have mixed feelings. I just hope it, this doesn't lead to Freak of the Week. I think they've abandoned the Freak of the Week format yeah, after last season. It. You know, it, I mean, we, we get freaks on certain weeks, but they're not the Freak of the Week. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be a freak within the week we're currently in. Right. You know, with the serialized storytelling and everything. Right. Speaking of the storytelling yes. decisions, though, I read a really good interview with uh-huh. the writer who I, I forgot to grab uh, the name or a link to the article, but she was talking about <laughs> how how uh, they were trying to cram in an A. You know how I keep talking about A, B, C, and D yes. stories. They she said they were trying to cram an A, B, C, and D story into every episode last season. Uh, so that might be why it felt so cluttered. And they, now they have more time. More. Yeah, they have more time to kind of uh, tell one or two or three stories in an episode and just kind of let the characters kind of breathe and play with each other, which is fun. But she also said because I was going to 
go through that whole Indian Hill scene mm-hmm. at the end and be like, okay, the lady in leather might be, I don't know, Lady this. Shiva. And the dude, it, it, which I still think this might be the case, the dude in the bandages mm-hmm. all around his face might be Killer Croc. But she said that uh, a lot of the, the characters you see there right at the end, they were just sort of examples like, this is the kind of thing going on down here. These aren't specific villains that you're necessarily going to see. But th- these are the kind of characters and kind of situations that Indian are possible. So Dalmarker worked for Wayne Enterprises. Maybe, maybe I will see because I mean it did. Some of them looked a little. That was bit very Dalmarker-esque. Dalmarker-esque, and, and uh, you know Dalmarkers do for a return. Yes. I would love. I, I would love to see him fish. Actually, fish out too. Maybe, maybe especially after that big fish is never coming back. Fish is coming back. Fish will always come back. Fish will never come back. Last week. Plus the whole thing where he was like, I'm going to give you like a head transplant or whatever when she tried to yeah. break out that one time. Yeah, that would be interesting. But yeah, I really enjoy uh, the possibilities of Indian Hill. And while I don't think I – th- I think it's going to be something that's going to come into play the second half of the season after they kind of mm-hmm. wrap up this uh, Order of St. Dumas, uh, Theo Galavan uh, story arc. Or, or at least uh, you know get it all out in the open and breathing. I, and then they'll Coming bring in, soon, I think. Yeah, and then they'll bring in the Indian Hill stuff. But uh, – Stay tuned. So, <clears throat> damn it, Ed. Was that in this episode? Damn it, Ed. There was so much in this episode, I, I barely remembered. <sighs> Hashtag rip Krigma. <laughs> I give it a name and away it goes. This is how the Kringle crumbles. This is how the Kringle crumbles. Why, why, why did you have to go and tell Kristen that you murdered her boyfriend in front of her apartment? Well, I mean, she was definitely giving every indication that she'd probably be okay with it. I'd, no, I'd love to she, see him dead. She's like, I'd love to see him dead. I want Ed to be more honest with me. I want him to be tougher. Yeah, I mean, all that's Then nice. she accuses him of not being a fighter. And he's like, hey, Yeah, I that was the last straw. That yeah. was very obviously the last straw. But, but I don't know. Maybe say you had an altercation with him like mm-hmm. you did. But give it a different ending. Give it a different ending. Don't be like, oh, I killed him. Mm-hmm. Can't you just be like, I sent him away? Or don't be gleeful about it. At least be like, oh my God, I, I had to do it. I had to kill him. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe not quite that. That's a little yeah. extreme. But <laughs> but at least somewhat like not oh, I killed, like very cash. Yeah. Like he's been holding this back for so long. And now he's like, yeah, I killed him. Mm-hmm. For you. I did it all for you. I would do everything for you. I want to spoil you. You know what I thought was the stupidest thing in the world for from sm- such a smart guy? Yeah. To keep the badge in his drawer. Yes. Like yes, but uh, secret murderer rule one hundred and one: you don't keep any evidence, especially no. in your home. Like, no. Bury it out in the woods somewhere, you so you can go look at it and be like, "Yeah, I killed that guy. Awesome." But that's it's a token thing. Mm-hmm. It's you know not. I was like, about to grab my Gotham badge, but then I remembered I keep it on my desk at work now. Oh, uh, so. mine's in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> that's where I keep my token. No, but I'm like, I wonder what he'll his token will be from her. Hmm. Her ponytail. He, I was thinking. <laughs> The glasses. It was the glasses. I yeah. really think it'll be the glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, how's he going to get rid of the body? I don't know. Well, I mean, he has he has ways. Uh, he has ways, but I kind of think this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back and he's going to go crazy now. Like more crazy. Yeah, I kind of – I think it, there's a – it's a situation where he's going to have to choose whether to go full Riddler, fully off the grid, away from the police department and lean hardcore into the supervillain thing. Maybe go mm-hmm. give Penguin a visit. Be like, hey, you got a job kind of like butch did this episode <laughs> right. with theo or uh he's going to have to even hide himself even more although i was thinking mm-hmm. he does have like a reasonable alibi here because uh 
in the in the conversation that Lee had with uh, Kringle uh-huh. in this episode, uh, Kringle sets up that she has a crazy ex boyfriend who who's good who could hurt her. Um, she's probably told other people that oh, he said he, he would kill her if if she he ever saw her with another man. So in plus Ed has the badge to leave as evidence. Oh. So I think there's a very good case here mm-hmm. that uh, he could leave the body somewhere with the badge. People would put two and two together with Lee corroborating with from a story told earlier that day yeah. uh the ex-boyfriend the crazy ex-boyfriend killed her and ran off and he knows how to get rid of all the dna evidence of you know mm-hmm. the fact that they just slept together well Excuse I, me, and he choked her i i oh i and bobby says uh the writer was rebecca perry cutter i but uh yeah but i mean at the same time i think i think there's almost enough evidence and enough of a story there that to where he might not it. he might not have to Oh, he will, though. He's the corridor guy. Well, no, Lee is now. Yeah, but he works with all of that. Yeah, he he, he, he gets into it. He right. gets into it a little bit. So, I don't know. Going to go out Tag on a limb it. here. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 maybe he'll uh, carve her up and shove her body parts <gasps> in the locker again like he did last Aww. year. But we that like Lee. We, He's we not going to try and get rid of Lee. No, I was talking about Kringle. I know. This is how the Kringle crumbles. Get shoved into a locker. Okay, so uh, in this episode, the cat in the hat strikes strikes back. Cat uh, is back, and she's in charge. And this is probably the most cat centric episode we've had for sure. I mean, there even more I think than the one where she was getting kidnapped. Yeah, the uh, episode three. Yeah, because there there was that element in it but at the same time there were was a lot of other stuff going on in that episode right. and it focused more on jim really yeah really in in him solving the case this was really full in focused on cat selena kyle now uh, last week i had some problems with her acting like i thought it yeah. felt a little cheesy a little over the top a little uh sort of uh I don't know, like old movie tough kid, you know, hey, mister, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, but she's always had an element of that. She has had an element of that, but I thought it was a little too much. But in this week's episode, I thought she she displayed a lot of nuance in her performance, a lot of emotion, a lot of a range of emotion, too. Yeah. It wasn't just like tough cat, sad cat, alley cat, you know, it, there cat, were cat, black cat. There were uh, there were like nine lives there within one person, you know, so <laughs> I, I really enjoyed her performance over. I'm not sure if it's a friend of the show, TJ Scott's direction that right. did it or you know, if that makes a difference. A lot of times, I mm-hmm. mean, a good director can bring out a good actor. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I mean, I know in TV a lot, a lot of times a uh, director's kind of workman, like, you know, you just come in, you plan your shots, you come in, do the day and you're done. But at, at the same time, I really felt like, uh, Cameron, mm-hmm. uh, gave some extra attention to her performance. I it really showed. Yeah, it definitely felt like it. Okay. And, uh, I also appreciated, uh, the nod to her knowledge and ties to the world of prostitution in this episode mm-hmm. uh, with the, you know, the whole uh, slavery angle that yeah. they, they come steal money from and then Bridget comes and busts up later on. Because in, in a Frank Miller's uh, version of, of uh, Catwoman's origin, she, she is a prostitute to start with. And uh, her and her friend uh, Holly, I think the name is, but uh, she, she's a prostitute, she's friends with prostitutes, and she comes out of that and becomes the Catwoman. So, I thought I thought it was a nice little nod to even though Frank Miller's not my favorite for 
version of Batman. Like I'm not a huge fan of Year One or Dar- especially Dark Knight Returns, mainly for how they treat Superman. Uh, but but uh, you know, I thought it was a nice little nod to the backstory uh, from the comics. Uh, but it got me thinking. You know, well, I'll get to why in a minute. But uh, you know, what if she ends up going, going down that route. that route a little bit? Like, which seems a little odd. Like this might sound stupid, but she's as covered up as she can humanly be, and she's always as covered up as she could be mm-hmm. for somebody to make the switch to being a prostitute. Yeah. I think that would have to be forced into, and I don't know if she, if anybody's forcing her to do anything. Well, I, you know, I don't think anyone's going to necessarily force her to do anything, but again, I, I think she's running out of options, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. I, okay, so uh, again, we see in this episode, you know how I was talking last week about her and her fa- and family trying to find a family, uh, her family always letting her down, and maybe Bridget can be her new family sort of thing? Yep, unfortunately, well, not anymore. Yeah, uh, yet again, she loses somebody she cares about in this episode, Bridget. Uh, you know, the hug she gave Bridget on the rooftop oh, was heartbreaking because, really was. you know, she's like, oh, it's fine, whatever, you gotta look out for yourself. I don't care about you. Whatever. And then, like, she runs back into frame and gives her the hug because she kind of knows uh, one way or the other I'm probably not seeing you yeah. again either you're going to jail or you're going to the grave and uh, y- y- so it was very heartbreaking mm-hmm. but I-, I thought it was funny how Bridget uh, cites Selena and Selena's talk about being free mm-hmm. and uh, you know watching out for yourself and this that and the other I you know as the reason why she was going out there and she was going to remain Firefly and go bust up this place and actually move away from Selena like right. Selena, Selena's advice is what caused her to lose Bridget, more or less. So I'm wondering if is this the case of Selena sabotaging herself, or is it just bad luck? Because I mean, we've seen so many people walk away from Selena, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's due to her actions or her response to their caring about her. Right? Is is she? intentionally sabotaging herself because no one can replace mommy or you know you know that might be it and i think that she kind of was looking to bridget for that but then was serving that purpose and i think that's where the problem was is that bridget doesn't want a mommy she Mm -hmm. didn't want a mommy and selena was sort of being like okay you need to do this you need to do this you need to take this bus and get off at this spot yeah do whatever you want from there but you have to do this Mm -hmm. that being said i think if uh her brothers hadn't shown up she would have gone on that bus and well yeah but that was the again the la- there's a lot of last straws. Mm-hmm. Everybody's snapping this week. Everybody's snapping. Yeah, ex- especially, like I said, I think Kat is going to be going down a very dark road here because now she's lost everyone she ever cared about. She's lost her mom. She's lost Fish, Bruce, uh, Gordon in this episode. Uh, she parts ways with pretty harshly. Bridget, she even sold out Penguin, so she probably doesn't have that sweet freelancing gig yeah. anymore with Penguin. Yeah. So uh, where does a cat turn when cornered? Uh, I guess we're going to find out, but it's probably not going to be good. It doesn't look like it's going to be no, good. No, probably no. not. No. All right, so Bruce is back to his hardcore training with Alfred. <laughs> Definite progress to his boxing. Mm-hmm. Versus last season, minus the dancing around like a showgirl. Although I will say that, you know, where a couple weeks ago Alfred slapped Cat. Yeah. And there was like <sighs> eruption. Mm-hmm. He's flat out knocks Bruce over. He distracts like, almost, him and then knocks him out and nobody almost, says a stinking yeah, word. Almost breaks his nose. Maybe it's because he's the Batman and they're like, yeah, the Batman can take it. Yeah, he's still 14. Yeah, he's still 14. Uh, Bottom no, line it's is because he's a boy Alfred, instead of Alfred, a girl. Alfred enjoys child abuse. I mean, that's that's bottom line here. This is training, and that's okay. And he knows Cat could handle it. He he he's of the old ways. He's of the old ways. Where you beat your kids. But see, Senseless. now that's going to get me on a tangent. It's like, why was it okay? Mm-hmm. 
It should never be okay, but it fits in the story. So even last time, I thought it was kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I honestly didn't have any problem with it. No. Uh, within the context of the story, right? Again, in con- in real world context, if I was just walking by, and if saw I that- if I was walking walking. Uh, through the bat cave and i saw that happen i'd be like whoa i'm in the bat cave also alfred no <laughs> yes just Stop like it. that Stop alfred it. no no alfred bad 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 alfred. alfred go to your cave bad butler go make me a sandwich go ahead put put the kettle on <laughs> um but it was nice that he we got back to the computer thing a little bit and he's like so yeah, have although you- it was kind of lips just lip service to it like yeah, yeah that that plot thread's still up in the air right but you know it's bringing it back especially mm-hmm. with how we're getting so much more wayne enterprises stuff right now uh-huh. um it does make me question whether he's actually fixing it or him and alfred have an agreement to make this take a very 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 long time well they were they did get pretty chummy there and they did seem pretty much on the same page so i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah but we're we're gonna have and we'll talk about this more in a little bit but we're gonna have somebody else looped in on that whole thing soon too interesting Interesting. and and, uh that could provide some interesting pathways too well i mean it's no surprise theo gallivan Uh, he Mm -hmm. they talk about it this episode but but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I but it. I did I did enjoy the the little check in on the training. I'm glad mm-hmm. to see it's progressing. Well, it's nice to see Bruce and mm-hmm. well away from Silver. Yeah, it, the cave felt bigger this time too. I see, and I thought it felt smaller. Really? Yes. Interesting. Mm, very. Must have not been wearing my glasses or something. Probably. Okay, so I guess you know while we don't have anything big from this episode uh, mm-hmm. to really talk about, I think it's time to look, <gasps> look at, at that Joker. Joker. Look Look at the Joker. He's a Joker. Everybody's looking at him. And his tattoos. Look at this Joker. Yes, look at this Joker where we look at all the suspects, uh, references, etc. About our, our favorite character, the Joker, on Gotham. This and, falls under etc. And etc. Okay, <laughs> so, you know, we're scrolling down through here. There's the comedian. Yeah, this is all the Gotham stuff we've collected. Oh, old look, there's, stuff, old stuff, there's old the stuff. Viper guy. Hey, uh, Viper guy. Do we mention Indian Hill there? Nope. 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 Keep nope. going. That's keep a going. whole big bunch of nope. Yeah, keep on going. Keep on going into this week's. Mm-hmm. And it's way down here. Way Suicidal down. Joker. Yes, they released some pictures Woo! from Suicide Squad this mm-hmm. week, uh, which I thought was wor- were worth pointing out. Uh, the Jer- the new Jared Leto Joker. So excited. Uh, first up, we have uh, him in his pimp coat here. His pimp coat. Yeah, well, he's he's he has the pimp cane. He has the pimp coat. He has the pimp tattoos. Although ta- ta- pimps are... really don't have tattoos. No. But yeah, this is a a very. I mean, we've got a lot of good looks at at him already. But uh, this is another really good look at him of it, uh, from the cover of Empire magazine. Well, they did it, a big whole feature too. Yeah, they have a whole big feature. There's a, an alternate cover with Enchantress, a uh, mm-hmm. bunch of cast photos, including this one that I thought was pretty interesting, and that's uh, uh Mr. J. Mr. J. And Harley. Harley as a, you know, psychologist Har- Harley oh, Quinzel. Yes, that picture. Yeah, and the Joker in a straight jacket. Looks like he has some tattoos, but not all. Not all of them. Because I think uh, in the Suicide Squad, Harley is going to be his main tattoo artist, yeah. among other things. 
Uh, but yeah, they're sitting at a table across from one another, mm-hmm. and he looks kind of like sick to his stomach or something. But but it, it looks really cool, looks really moody, and I can't wait for this movie. I'm so this excited. Movie is gonna August fifth, twenty sixteen. August fifth. That's that's a long way to wait. That is a really long way to wait. Mm-hmm. However, that'll be a nice early birthday present. Yes, definitely. And, and so soon after Superman be or Batman v Superman. When does too. that come out again? I'm kind of thinking that the Joker might end up being in that too. He has uh, to. That comes out uh, March 25th or something like that. I think I know it was like five months a few days ago. Five mm-hmm. months exactly. So uh, that'll be about it. We, like I said, we unfortunately we didn't have any Joker references from this week's episode. So I guess. You'll have to tune in next week to find out if we can look, look at this, this Joker, Joker again. Do, 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 do. Look at this Joker. Contest, Amory. What are we, Contest. what are we, ha- what are we giving away? Hey, hey, we're giving it away. Um, we have the Comic-Con version of the TV Guide with yes, the exclusive the Comic-Con cover. version. Woo! But it goes into all DC TV stuff. All sorts of, yeah. And, well, there's a lot of DC TV stuff now. There so, is, definitely. There's Arrow and Flash and Supergirl and what, mm. Legends of Tomorrow? Is that the other one? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I haven't heard much about that one yet. But uh, we will mail this to you in the actual mail. All you have to do... In the actual mail and instead this is, of the, in, like, imaginary mail. This is the last week to do it because we're uh, ending the... We're going to announce the winner next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can go to iTunes, leave us a review you or you can post about our show on social media you know your your twitters your tumblers your reddits anywhere Ooh, like that yeah, somebody tumble us or or reddit us I you know but and you know just proselytize about the show get out there tell people why you like our show why yep. you listen to it and why they should listen to it too yep. either way just go ahead and if you can shoot us an email legends of gotham at gmail.com so we notice it mm-hmm. uh, but itunes reviews will notice anyway because i check those every a couple every times week. a week yeah yeah we're kind and, of obsessed with itunes including reviews. this one from uh, k uh Swartward, uh it says great host love when they reference the different comic book worlds and how they relate to the episode because i have never read any of them and it's nice to have that background filled in great re- uh, recaps of episodes also highly recommended Yay! so uh, thank you k Swartword. and thank you, uh, yeah we just left on uh, october 24th and also uh, sometimes itunes takes a few days to get those posted so you better act quick uh, just so it's in there before we uh, select the winner next week yeah Okay, uh, Anne-Marie, why don't you tell them, because, uh, and this will become apparent once you see the cover here. Let me get it pulled up. Do you want me to read this whole thing? Uh, yeah, in just a second. Okay. But, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can get a bigger. We're holding, holding, holding for mallets. Yes, the mallet hand uh, <laughs> that Butch has this week's episode reminded me of a little book I put out last year uh, around this time, maybe a little earlier, called Dog Boy Demon's Dare, part of my Dog Boy Adventure series. Mm-hmm. And I haven't plugged that really on the show, like, like in the middle all. of the show, Yeah. Uh, this entire year so i thought it would be a good time to do it uh, amory why don't you tell them about book three of dog boy adventures demons dare welcome to the place where dreams come true curly world closed down years ago forgotten on the outskirts of Colta city so why does a cyclotron spin why do trains rush over the wooden tracks of demons dare demons dare dog boy aka bronson black is Colta city's 14 year old superhero when the guild of thieves which i almost said 
monkeys resurfaces <laughs> dog boy and his girlfriend cindy mcneil follow a trail of abducted children to an abandoned theme park where the general amusements hide a dark secret dog boy was bred to uncover to step inside is to step out of time into a kingdom of magic surprises and thrills designed to turn dog boy's world on its ear how will he answer the demons dare the demons the dare. demons dare yeah, and it's a very sorry for the dramatic reading. Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> no, but, but it's a very Gotham esque series, I would say. It even, really even is. Though yeah. I, this one in particular, I wrote before Gotham ever came on the air. So they, mm-hmm. if if anyone stole the mallet hands from anybody, it was them who stole it from me. Although I don't think they did. I think it's just a huge coincidence. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, one of the main characters, Hot John, uh, he's a boxer. He has mallets for hands. Uh, but if you want to check that out, it's bit.ly slash demons dare. And if you do, let me know what you think, and I'll send you all the other books for free i uh, okay yeah okay yeah and you can get it on audible amazon nook uh there's a paperback version of it any anywhere fine books are sold you can find dog boys demon Dare. Fine books are sold online yes you can find it. <laughs> all right so i guess we'll get back into our main gotham discussion but oh wait wait wait, wait hold, on, hold on hold on I, hold on the phone's ringing the bat phone ring 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 Hey, hello? Hello? Bill and Anne-Marie, this is Holy Bat-Pastor. <gasps> hey, I'm headed to a class tonight, so I won't be able to join you guys during uh, the uh, during the chat and the live broadcast. Um, But I wanted you both to know that you're on my mind, and <laughs> oh my God, uh, I love this show. I wish I had more time to go in-depth as to all the reasons why. But um, since I'm in a hurry, I'm going to leave you with a top five list. Yay. These are the top five signs that you're having a bad day from Gotham Season 2, Episode Uh-oh. 6, entitled By Fire. Excellent. Uh-oh. Or, I love these. as I prefer to affectionately call it, I found my thrill on Indian Hill. Starting with <laughs> number five, your boyfriend insists on sharing his trophy collection with you, but he kicks off the presentation with a souvenir lifted off of your ex, the crazy dead one. Number four. <laughs> You're invited to an intimate formal dinner party, and the host shows up late. Okay. Actually, that's not as bad as is the blood splatter on her right cheek. (laughs) Number three, remember that pyromaniac punk kid half-sister you used to torment? She's coming over for a visit with a flamethrower and a nasty grudge. Number two, you reveal your deepest, darkest confessions to your new girlfriend, but she gets all choked up. And number one, the number one sign that you're having a bad day. During a job interview, one of your potential supervisors addresses you as Stumpy. I love this episode. Um, Out of 100 candy bar bribes, I would give it high marks, a 98. So I'm going to end it here. This has been Holy Bat Pastor reminding you, hashtag, all y'all suck. And I mean that lovingly. Good night, Gothamite. (laughs) Excellent. We oh love my God! Hearing I from love Holy Bat Pastor every time. You can you can interrupt us on the Bat Phone anytime, anytime you like. Anytime you need to, absolutely. Definitely. Okay, but uh, speaking. So of, back to Batman. Yeah, something that uh, Holy Bat Pastor brought up there was uh, the Burnt Brothers. Uh, the, oh, the Burnt the, uh, Brothers. Brothers roasting on an open fire. <laughs> okay, so uh, first of all, I thought these characters were way better this week. Yeah, they were way less cartoony, over the top, kind of mustache twirly. Which I mean, there's a you love. A mustache twirly villain. Let's do, not but, get that twisted. But it was too much. I thought. I thought they kind of brought them back down to reality just enough to where I could appreciate the cartoonish nature of them. For example, the flicking of the fireworks, which isn't something oh. that 
any smart person would ever do, but it was, it was a wicked awful. little moment. It was awful. Uh, watching it there. I, I felt so bad. Again, though, even though they were slightly more realistic, they're not the, the smartest uh, firecrackers yeah. in the firecracker string. Firecracker, firecracker. I, you know, it, it, again, a very dumb idea, letting Bridget have access to her firefly gear again, letting her go. In the end, they kind of burnt themselves. Yes? How did she have her firefly gear again? That's a good question. I'm guessing she probably found it or they had more. No, no, no. There's no way she found it. They took her back to the house and locked her up. Her gear should be at Cat's. Well, they and lo- I thought I saw it at Cat's in her arsenal of guns. Well, they locked her up, but then they let her go on the pro because they were but- like, okay, she's good and obedient Bridget again. But they let her go. For, I mean, she was let go for three minutes. Well, I, Where did, I, how did it get back to that house? I don't think it was three minutes. I think it was. I think there were there was an amount of time between X and Y. Though. I don't think it was a long amount of time, though. Well, I mean, it might not have been long within the show because it's a forty minute show covering a few days. Uh, but you know, I think in the world of the show, it was at least a few hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I so. did not get that impression at all. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying like that. That's what I took it to be. Because uh, I took it to be that they apparently had another flamethrower in the other. It room. was like there were one. I can't remember exactly, but there were one or two, three scenes in there. A couple of them, wait, where Jim was one place and he was across town. You know, so I assume there well, see, was an amount I, of time. Yeah, passing. I mean that type of stuff. I guess I can I can deal with mm-hmm. when it's you're changing sets. Yeah. But this was within the same set. But I mean, they, that was, both scenes were in the same set, but there were scenes in between with. Was there indi- scenes in between? Yeah, with individual characters changing sets, like going from set to set. It but, didn't feel long to me. That's all I'm saying. I, I, that's fair. They, but I have a, actually a bigger problem. Okay. And that's how did they find Bridget on the street like that when, you know, the Gotham PD is looking for, like, everyone's looking. I, I'm sure those those uh, those those pimp daddies uh, that they stole the money from are probably looking for her and everything. How did, they, how, how, how did they just happen to find her when she was on the way to the bus station when everyone else in town is looking for her and can't find her? They're not the smartest. Uh, no, they're not. A, a gunpowder in the gunpowder keg. Gunpowder in the gunpowder keg. <laughs> they're not the smartest. Uh, they're not the smartest, sharpest, sharpest tool in the shed. Yes, uh, they're not the sharpest uh, uh, firecracker in the fire. Knife. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rescue you from yourself. Okay, so, thank you. Captain Barnes and Detective Gordon. Mm-hmm. You know, they started off with such a lovely relationship, <laughs> and then we realized that Barnes wanted to do everything by the book mm-hmm. with probably slightly excessive force but still by the book yeah that's the one thing i i think it was uh weird how it kind of, he kind of walked back because for it seemed like he he wanted to prosecute or he wanted to uh get the criminals mm-hmm. by or you know identify the criminals by the book but then he wanted to rough them up you know on the side yeah that's the impression i got but I, yeah I, I guess not all right, no, there was definitely he wanted everything to be done by the book, and I think it was it was odd. So, does Jim feel partially responsible for the Strike Force guy's death, and that pushes him to investigate so hard using Gotham methods of you know kicking the crap out of a guy? Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen Jim this season sort of be a, a bit more okay with Gotham, right? Well, level I'm not methods. even. Yeah, I know he's okay with those methods, but mm-hmm. it felt like he took it personally when that guy died. Yeah, well, I think it probably brought to mind uh shades of essen you know okay. i i think it, it probably it probably tapped into those emotions that he's still feeling because i mean that was only a few episodes ago too right but by your theory that should be yeah six months no um <laughs> it, it, it also it also feels like 
there he's a lot more identified uh, with a sort of the thin blue line no, line know, of thinking yeah. where you know a cop's life is worth more than just about any other life sort of thing, which we saw him fighting against in season one. Right. So it, again, it's very interesting to see the it, change. Yeah, how Jim's changed. Okay. Yeah, because it's weird because he barely bats an eye when the other members of the strike force tell him that they're going to report him to Barnes, and he in fact tells them to do it. Like, what did he did he not think that Barnes would do anything? Like, he's obviously a actions guy, mm-hmm. but he actually didn't do anything about it. Yeah, I know. He it was, was like he the was smallest like, reprimand I've ever naughty, seen. Naughty. Slap on the wrist because, you know. Especially after he he blew into the department firing everybody who looked at him funny. Right. Seriously. And it just, um, you know, I'm surprised he didn't question how Gordon knew the other person in the robbery picture. Mm-hmm. And just took off to like get her and didn't go take the strike force with you or anything. Yeah. Um, you know, even he didn't even take Bullock. Mm-hmm. And Bullock and Kat, you know, they don't not get along. So Yeah, well I will say that after uh the strike force guys ratted on him, it seemed very obvious that he didn't want anything to do with them anymore. Oh, I'm like sure. he 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 was either independent or with Bullock the entire rest of the episode. Except at the end, when they got her. Yeah, and he yeah. had the entire strike force and the captain with him. But but that that was a case of where he needed to bring the captain in with him because the captain wasn't having him just going in to do things on his own because he couldn't trust him. That's very know? true. Um, blah, 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 blah. I think there is something deeper with Barnes because at one point, um. He mentions how he learned things the hard way, too. The hard way. The hard way. So I'm thinking at some point he used Gotham methods wherever he was, Mm -hmm. and somehow it came back to bite him. Yeah. Uh, Like somebody that he cared about got taken away in some way, shape, or form, made a deal with the devil, and it went wrong. Mm -hmm. Something like that, I think, happened. And now he's... That's why he's very by the book. Yeah, I do hope we get that backstory because that was very intriguing the way they said that. Like, I, I, I would love a flashback or at least, uh, you know, he sits down and tells Jim a story about how he, uh, I don't know, beat kids after learning it from his uh, commander in the army, Alfred. You know, something <laughs> like that would be nice. Oh, Alfred. Alfred. Up to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, I am interested, and I'm still not entirely unconvinced that Barnes isn't working for Theo Galvin or something along those lines either. Like mm. he he seems authentic, but at the same time, who knows? I could see him double crossing and you know mm-hmm. revealing another side to himself. <sighs> Maybe part of that that uh, learning it the hard way ha- has to involve with someone getting leverage over him, and that's why he's oh. at the GCPD keeping track of Jim Gordon and doing what he's doing. Interesting. Being the new Jim Gordon uh, from last season. Okay, so on the subject of Butch. Stumpy. Old Stumpy. Old Mallet Hand. Uh, so I... I Obviously, you know, last week's episode, uh, wonderful uh, performance by Drew Powell. Mm-hmm. He gets his hand chopped off. Ah! We haven't done it in a while. Sorry. Okay, we've done it in a while now. Okay, but um, so I, I, I've i been pushing this idea with Butch uh, over the course of this season mm-hmm. that Butch's loyalty to Penguin, yes, has a lot to do with Saz's mind control. But at the mm-hmm. same time, there's actual some some love, some affection yeah. there for Penguin or some growing affection for Penguin, some loyalty to Penguin. Mm-hmm. But this episode, I think, convinced me otherwise because it, it, I think it's obvious uh, for w- one – that he's setting Penguin up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we, for, because, you know, we never saw him go to a warehouse where he discovered Penguin's mom. He just right. saw Mrs. Penguin on TV. Mrs. Cobblepot. Mrs. Penguin. On Mrs. Penguin. Mrs. Penguin was just on the TV. Mrs. Penguin. Mrs. Penguin. 
But uh, yeah, so I, I think it's very obviously a setup. But I I don't know what Tabitha did uh, to change him, but I, he wasn't having nearly as many twitches as he was having uh, when he was talking to Theo Gallivan, when he was talking to Penguin later on. So I, I feel like maybe... He jumped ship. Yeah, I feel like maybe they actually broke the brainwashing didn't re-brainwash him or and you know he's actually doing this to help theo gallivan interesting i I have a feeling he switched sides and Uh, we're we're gonna see the double cross happen next week's episode maybe uh, she used nicer methods could be did find him attractive could be but then again she wasn't being very nice with that whip i mean it all depends on what you're into and and she had the blood on her that i mean he had the the, you still have to put on the show yeah i guess you couldn't send him back to penguin when you know clean yeah very true so and that was sort of could be a sign to theo mm-hmm. Stop. it has been done it is finished. my brother okay so there, there is mm-hmm. uh, speaking of that table mm-hmm. uh, that she <laughs> comes to with the blood on her cheek you want to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about silver saint cloud oh silver 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 <laughs> how much does this girl know like she lives in this apartment where you have people coming in with ma- that now have mallets on their hands congressmen <laughs> who are hanging for their lives mm-hmm. i mean She's not stupid, I don't think. She's she's only said about six things in the two episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, overall, she just feels kind of there to me. And I'm not enjoying that. If she's going to be there, let's do something with it. Yeah. So, um... At, at least uh, have have some nice, cute little scenes between her and Bruce to right. where you see why she's distracting him so much. Or she's such it's a, just because she's just, pretty. Just, That's what we're on right now is just because she's pretty. Women are more than objects, people! <laughs> um... Um, but like, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't know the whole plan. How much of the plan does she know? Does she just know her role? Is mm-hmm. her part of the apartment soundproof? Like, there's a lot of questions around her. And I don't know if we're going to get I would assume two contradictory things. Okay. Either she's completely looped in and she's completely mm-hmm. on board with the plan or she's completely separated from the plan and she only knows that her uncle Theo wants to set her up with this nice Wayne boy because it'll be good for business and the mayorship and the family. Right. You know, so it's one or the other. And that's the thing is it's one or the other and we just... I, Remains to be seen. Question mark. I, I will say that based on her her role in the comics, she's uh, in on it. the character's role in the comics, no, that she's... Ignorant. Oh, really? I would almost want to say she's ignorant. She just thinks he's cute. And she's like, yeah, Theo, I'll play along. You know? Well, David is cute. Yeah. For yeah. a 14 year old boy. Agreed. 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 <laughs> you like 14 year old boys? <laughs> no, no. 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 Not like oh, that. Sorry. Sorry. I, I got a little distracted. My, my headphones were short. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> so, what was happening over yeah, there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, speaking of Theo, though, uh, Theo's plans for Bruce Wayne uh, develop more in this episode. Obviously, he's not quite ready to kill him yet. But uh, he's close. I, you know, at this point, I think Theo once looped in on the investigation that Bruce is doing uh, about uh, Wayne Enterprises and Thomas Wayne. Uh, so he's telling Bruce what he wants to hear. He's he's trying to distract him from his true calling with things like silver, with these promises of helping him bust up Wayne Enterprises and Thomas Wayne, uh, so he can find a way to get his fingers into Wayne Enterprises, take it over, mm-hmm. uh, you know, avenging that old-timey dude who got his hand chopped off from last week. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I, I, and I think he's also using Silver in a lot of ways to do this, to 
distract. Yeah, to keep Bruce from doing too good of a job looking into things, and also so he has his fingers on the pulse of what's going on. Uh, you know, I, as as we move forward, I, I have a feeling that he's going to uh, get Bruce to introduce him into the whole Alfred Lucius loop at some point, oh. and Alfred will be down with it because he seems to trust Theo a lot, especially once he's mayor. I'm I, not convinced. I could see that happening, though, especially since... You I don't know, think Lucius will fall in line. Well, I mean, to Bruce at this point, like it seems... It feels to to Bruce anyway, like this guy knows about his dad, knows he was a good man. Like you said, he's telling him what he wants to hear. Right. Uh, your dad was a good man. Your his company is not a good company. I'm right. going to help you take him down. Right. The same sorts of things that Lucius is telling him, yeah. that Alfred's telling him. And I mean, we found out uh, the, in the last episode he appeared in that Lucius doesn't really even know all that much about what Thomas Wayne was he up to. He purposely didn't know it. Yeah, uh, just like uh, Lucius Fox from the comics in relation to Batman. You know, he he did he supplied what he needed to supply so Thomas Wayne could do what he thought he needed to do. So so I think it's going to be interesting to see, but I that's my prediction for this week is that Theo's going to be looped in on that whole circle of trust here sooner rather than later. And it's going to bite them in the ass. Basically. So and then Alfred's going to punch a kid again. So who's he Silver St. Cloud. I was going to say, is it going to be Silver or is it going to be Ivy? My other, other prediction, uh, a twofer, right hand Silver, left hand Ivy, <laughs> Alfred beating kids. That's what we got for this show. <laughs> okay. Last slightly silly thing. Kat and Lee. Lee had Vilkin cookies out for Selena. That's nice. That was precious. I was like, this mm-hmm. is because she's a child or because she's a cat. I thought it was really weird that she wasn't more concerned about, you know, I think she's Selena just come to accept all of this. Pointing the gun at her the whole yep. time. She's like, yeah, whatever. Well, she was psychoanalyzing the poor kid, mm-hmm. too, because that's what she does now. That's very She's true. internally psychoanalyzing. She's like, this kid isn't going to hurt me. Was it just me or, uh, or, or was her hair a lot longer this episode than it was in the last episode she was in? Um, It's longer this season. It's definitely longer this season. It felt like there was a substantial growth between episodes. I didn't really notice that much. Okay. Prenatal vitamins. (laughs) She's pregnant? (gasps) Prediction for next week. Lee Tompkins is pregnant. But it's Alfred's baby. Dun, dun, dun. And then he punches it. I pay money to see that. Then she punches it. (laughs) Okay. Anne-Marie. Arbitrary scale. Here. Let's see. Out of uh, 14 Alfred punched babies. How many Alfred punched babies do you give this episode? (laughs) Um, 11 and a half punched babies. No, 12 and a half punched babies. Why? Because it's really, really good. Or wait, should I say? Ah! Oh, stop that. It's <laughs> awful. Um, no, I, so much happened. Rest in peace, Krigma. Like, I just, like, there was so much movement on many fronts mm-hmm. that I'm really excited to see what happens next week. Oh, yeah, like, it. It, it was just such an intense episode, especially right there at the end, that big montage with yes, and usually all the villains we're not so nice their... about montages. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. But, but in their dark, dark, crazy moments. moments. Yeah, so good. Uh, Bobby gives it 12 Alfred Punch Babies. Uh, me? I think, I, I think I'm going to give it the hat trick. I'm going to give it the 14 <gasps> Alfred Punch Babies. 14 you know Alfred Punch Babies? Actually, I will I will give it uh, 14 and a half, which means one of them was a Siamese twin. We are Siamese, if you please. <laughs> That's probably offensive to someone out there. I'm sorry, sorry about that. I, more, way more offensive than the punching babies part, I'm sure. <laughs> I, no, but I, really great episode, start to finish. I really love the score, even. Yes. Like, it, it, no, normally, I don't pick up on the score that like much. Because you like dubstep. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, no, but I really love the score, the the mood, uh, the intensity of yes. everything. I love how the stakes were high this week. Mm-hmm. I and I I loved as much as I hated to see her go because we're not going to get that long sought after Christmas episode. Uh, I really love that they went ahead and pulled pulled the trigger, uh, so to speak, on Kringle. Yeah, I, I, I really loved that they, they're, they're not afraid to go places with it, like big places that you're not expecting them to go, that you're expecting them to wait all season That's to go. the second character this season. Mm-hmm. We're only on episode six. Yeah, that feels like like the order of the day for this season. You think something's going to take the whole season to play No, out? no it's going to happen this episode. Yeah. yeah. So great episode. Can't wait to see next week. Good job, Gotham. Definitely. Good job, Gotham. Uh, John Stevens and our friend TJ Scott, Chelsea... Uh, uh, Spack? 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 I don't know. Spack. Who did a wonderful job as uh, Kristen Kringle. Uh, you, she will be missed. She, she will, will be, be missed, missed, except for maybe a cameo uh, without any lines as a body next week. But they maybe. might do a, they might do a life mold, too. Now, on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Fox's Gotham was up week to week, improved by point. Two, which I think I think it came out to a 1.5 in the target demographic, yes. 18 to 49 year olds. Yes, which good. I not quite. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't copy that. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I had it memorized. <gasps> uh, but not quite uh, season one numbers. But I mean, uh, TV's I, I mean, down across the board. Yeah, and you know, yesterday was a big day. It sweeps week, so everybody's pulling out everything. Very much. So it's really hard to you know lay your allegiances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I know actually a lot of the uh, discussion forums I read for about gotham like a lot of them are like i don't even watch it live like i watch it on hulu or thing. not hulu but uh Fo- or DC, dc comics posted the episode right after it oh, finished airing yeah i think before it even aired on the west coast Oh. They posted the full episode online. That's because so, it was a really good episode. I, I mean, I, I think the, the in I, obviously I, I work in TV. I have no inside knowledge or anything, but I think probably like by the end of this TV season, uh, ratings aren't going to be the deciding factor to a show's t- success. No, or at least not mm. just original airing rating. Yeah, like they need somehow to take into account all of mm. the DVRs and the digital downloads and all the miscellaneous places that things pop up well i know uh time warner right now i just read this today they're testing out in like an ad free time warner on demand system for people who don't even have cable oh so kind of like a netflix but it's time warner and it has all the new shows on it and your local programming and stuff too Basically, what they've been giving cable subscribers for years, but it uh, you don't need cable for. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I have a feeling ratings aren't going to matter nearly as much no. eight or nine months. The, from I now. mean, the thing is, like, ratings are just there for ads. Yeah, and I think I think uh, ads are going to be less relevant, and uh, at least in the classical way, mm-hmm. I think there will be other. Yeah, I mean there will be online ads and stuff, but live TV is going to be le- less important overall right. for, for scripted stuff for for you know news, news. and uh special events and things like that yeah live tv sports sports ball sports ball i live tv is going to be where it's at but you know for things like gotham i i don't think it's going to be that important i you mean know, how many by people the end if we season. had right in that say we don't watch it live <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. i mean we can't even watch it live because mm-hmm. we're recording another podcast Okay. Well, before this turns into Legends of Nielsen ratings, uh, why don't we go ahead and watch the trailer for next week's episode, Mommy's Little Monster. I wonder who that could be. Mommy's Little Monster. Oh, it's Mommy's Little Monster. Hmm. When are we going to unleash a little hell? Unleash some hell. 
And look, Theo's about to win the mayorship. And then he's calling in some favors on Gordon. Zaz is there for some fun. Chickalis is chickling. Balloons are dropping. People are jumping through windows. Jim's shooting an Uzi. Lots of craziness. And then Penguin and Jim have guns on each other. And Theo's like, hey, Jim, kill him. Just do it. Just kill the penguin. It's fine. Don't worry. I won't tell anybody. I'm the mayor. You can trust me. No. Looks very intense, though. Yeah. It's only going to get more intenser, uh, for sure. I can't wait to see every other episode this season because every episode this season so far has topped the last one. It really has. Which uh, we've heard that a lot from you guys, too, which, uh, you know, we've recorded the show the night after Gotham Air. So you really need to, you know, when the episode's uh, done airing. Mm-hmm. In your time zone. Okay. So first of all, oh, you're going to run into a kid. Punch, punch the, kid, the kid. Kid's going to fall down. Take out your flamethrower. <gasps> Burn the kid to a crisp. Do not burn the kid. Do burn the kid. Do not burn the kid. Jump over the kid. Get to your uh, communications device. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at legendsofgotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number, is, which you can use the bat phone for, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Yes, Commissioner? It's time for the voicemails. It's Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory. It's Bobby. Okay, let me first start off by saying I cannot overstate how much that I feel this show has grown from the first season. It started off being like a GCPD police procedural, and that's what everyone thought it was going to be, and it would give us little, like, hints and nods at, like, oh, look what this could be, look what that might be, um... But over time, it's added more and more until, and it's taken a minute for it to really like find its footing. But I feel like after last night, it's just fully embraced, like balls to the wall, pedal to the metal. This is a comic book show, but that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't also or can't also be a GCPD show. And I felt like that's what last night's episode did a good job of doing, of like putting so many elements into the show without making it feel overcrowded. Uh, sure, we had the main storyline of uh, Firefly, and uh, I, I keep wanting to say Fireproof, but anyway, Firefly and uh, <laughs> the GCPD and Catgirl. Um, great performances all around, I felt. Uh, I really like what they did with the Firefly character. Uh, I thought they did a good job of showing her evolution over just two episodes of like going you know shit was almost forced upon her like bullock said those asshats deserved it but um (laughs) you know like she didn't mean for a lot of that to happen it just kind of happened and you know one bad day you know Mm -hmm. um okay and then you've had like bruce and alfred we got to see bruce and alfred training for a minute sure it was only for a minute but it was cool to see that and then what's going on with bruce and gallivan what you know where's that manipulation headed is silver in on the manipulation or is she is she just being used as a pawn in this whole thing um as speaking of gallivan uh what's going on with butch and penguin and gallivan did butch really turn on penguin or did he turn on gallivan i think he uh, uh, turned on really penguin. nice little like cliffhanger going into next next uh episode um oh where was i going oh uh nigma it, we finally like broke that egg or whatever you want to call it <laughs> that's not a saying we <laughs> We finally, um, I don't know, it happened. He killed Chris, <laughs> you know, we knew it, she wasn't long for this world, but he finally did it. And once again, the show is able to make me feel sympathy for the Riddler for killing such 
uh, uh, it was, it was messed up, but he didn't mean to do it. He didn't want for that to happen. But the whole time I was like, why are you telling her that? Just tell her that like you, you made him leave somehow. You know, Thank like you. you became forceful and Thank told him you. get out of town or else, you know, and maybe she might not have believed it, but uh, I don't know. I just, that was really dumb of you, Nigma. Really dumb. Um, okay. But then let's not beat around the bush. What the hell? Okay. We teased it last up last season, kind of with the top with the useless piece of land toxic waste uh being toxic waste dump over a indian burial ground but like mm-hmm. whoa what the hell is going on down there uh i'm pretty sure i saw glimpses of killer croc even or something that could be or something i don't know yeah but I, I, once I again after those last two or three minutes this show just went balls to the wall comic book this is not this may be the last we've seen a firefly but i think the next time we see her she'll be fireproof uh, wasn't firefly canceled um wow so really? i just hope hope upon hopes that this whole indian hill testing facility doesn't turn into like a uh freak of the week situation mm-hmm. that being said i'd really like to see butch with a chainsaw in his hand that'd be pretty <laughs> cool a song <laughs> with barbara on that one arbitrary scale i will say 31 of 33 little chainsaw hands or little <laughs> hand chainsaws <laughs> um really loving what they're doing with this season Thank you very much, Thank Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Okay, uh, th- next, uh, this one isn't addressed to us, the it's show. It's addressed to Bill. To me. Uh, this is uh, from Jim. Uh, thank you, Jim, by the way. Uh, Jim says, Bill, you are doing two things that are driving me crazy, and I'm begging you to stop. Crazy. Thing number one, when you give uh, the podcast times, you always say Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we are not now in EST. We are in Eastern Daylight Time and will be for a few more weeks. If you want a format that is correct year-round that you don't need to think about, you can just say Eastern Time. Thank you very much, Jim. I, I I am humbled. And the second one is the word especially is pronounced especially uh you pronounce it especially i know these are not earth shattering but they do bug me uh thanks for reading uh sorry about that jim i'm very sorry you know when you when you tune if you come in and you tune in in the chat room at 8 30 p.m est i promise i will pronounce words right especially for you so thank you very much for writing <laughs> okay uh let's see here let's next see we have some tweets oh yeah there's um, some tweets here we have one from uh win mercer if local bad weather kills my internet tonight, which I'm assuming it did because she's not here, be it known, I give 10 out of 26s. Uh, no, wait. 10 out oh, of 26. Oh, 10, no, ha, huh, lies. 10 26s Gotham, 8 out of 10 kicks to a crispy corpse. Nice. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Apparently, I can't read a date. And the Powell family gave 9 out of 10 mallet hands. And- oh, and like a week and a half ago, we got this happy 50th from our listener, Hope R. Yes, and- which is basically just a screen cap from the episode of my head on Barbara's body from the last laugh. So yep. a happy 50th episode. Thank you, Hope, very it's much. It's Bill in a pink outfit. I'm sorry. Woo! I'm sorry we didn't share that earlier. We okay. meant to. Got, got a couple more voicemails here. Uh, next up is Joel from Portland. Joel from Portland. Portland. Hey, Bill and Amory. This is Joel from Portland. Hey. Here to talk about last night's episode that I titled Butch Get a Tenderizer. So <laughs> Ed is a medical examiner and he doesn't know CPR. And Cat wrestles a shotgun from a pike but doesn't try to shoot out their tires. And Bridget, she somehow finds a dustpan in Kat's 
hole in the wall apartment. <laughs> Anyways, this was a super dark episode. Uh, beyond these plot points, uh, I can't believe that Kringle's dead. Ted gets a little tail and he turns around and chokes her. Um, <laughs> and then Firefly gets barbecued, so that makes three burnt taquitos, um, but lives somehow. <laughs> and Gotham has an underground pimp auction and Wayne Enterprise is running Indian Hill and its House of Freaks. So um, it's pretty exciting. I mean, I felt like this was, I felt real empathy for these characters this week, and I think it's because this is some of the best dialogue and acting that we've seen, if not in this season, the entire series. I think the episode was a bit stretched thin because we had to follow what happened with the Pikes, the Cops, Penguin, Ed, not to mention Gallivant and Bruce. So um, you really hit the nail on the head earlier in the season by mentioning that they're trying to move the story along quickly by jamming as much into each episode as they could. Uh, I won't even go into all the callbacks, Easter eggs, and Batman lore in this episode because we would run out of tape. Uh, but a return to Indian Hill is going to be huge. I uh, give this episode 25 out of 30 mallet stumps. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you very much, Joel. <laughs> Tape anymore, Joel. <laughs> tape. 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 Climbing down to Indian Hill, I could see the firefly. Wow. Gurney was rolling, time uh, stood still. Okay. And for our next voicemail... Is Michael Lucero. Take it away, Michael. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. It's Hi. Michael. I just finished watching that episode. Oh, my gosh. That was such a good episode. <laughs> it was so sad, though, for so many different reasons. Yes. And that ending, that was really creepy. Um, Indian Hill, so it's owned by Wayne Enterprises, Indian huh? Hill. That's very interesting. That was the place that uh, Maroney and Falcone traded each other um, mm-hmm. in last season, wasn't it? When uh, when Penguin ostensibly switched sides in that story arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew it was going to be important then. I think we all did. But now it seems like they're finally going to delve into that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm also... Uh, really like how they dealt with uh, the issue of human trafficking in this episode. That's actually a real issue that's, um, there's, there's, I can't remember the exact number, but there's millions of slaves uh, being bought and sold and, and owned in the world today. And uh, even here, right here in the United States, there's, uh, that's, that's a huge social justice issue that I'm personally uh, concerned about. And I'm glad that they, um, addressed that in this episode, maybe that'll help increase uh, awareness because people do not talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that Bridget saw herself in this in the slaves. I don't think I really realized from the last episode that she was in that she was being um, basically a little more than a slave herself. I mean, I'm obviously, uh, it's clear that she was being abused and made to do things she didn't want to do, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just so powerful. Um, I feel like, um, Barnes has got to go. Um, he's, he was annoying at first. Now he's just really frustrating. And I just, I don't know. I have very little sympathy for somebody who is all justice, 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 and has no room for mercy because justice not tempered by mercy is not justice at all. And I just feel like, in Gotham, there's so, I don't know, There, it's either you're all corrupt or you're all, like, inflexible and hard and, and no room for, like, good judgment calls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it seems like Gotham is a pretty poisoned place because there's no room for any kind of uh, middle ground between the two. And I think Selena does make uh, good points about trusting cops. I mean, Jim... Uh, 
has good intentions, but I think he, she even pointed out that he even is a little bit too cavalier in the way he writes off uh, tragedies when they happen. So I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing what's going to happen with this police department issue because it's pretty screwed up even how it is. I mean, even, probably even more so than in season one when it was so corrupt. So I don't know. I'll be interested in to see what, where that goes. Can't wait to find out what happens to Bridget and uh, Indian Hill. And, oh, man, that was so sad. And uh, not to mention what happens to uh, Penguin. I'm pretty sure uh, Butch has been unbrainwashed and mm-hmm. is about to betray him. So that should be interesting as well. Well, I'm rambling now, so I'll let you all go. Can't wait to hear the episode. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you Thank very you, much, Michael. Michael. Good thoughts as always. And uh, last but not least, we're going to wrap up with some thoughts uh, from Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Let's see what Rebecca has to say. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? This is Rebecca Johnson. And before I get to my thoughts on this week's episode titled By Fire, I wanted to address a tweet from the official Gotham Twitter account that got me fired up. Last night when Supergirl premiered on CBS during Gotham's time slot, they tweeted out, quote, a new hero rises, but no need to go up, up, and away, unquote. And maybe they were just trying to be clever but it came across like a dig at Supergirl, and I really hope that's not the start of some stupid rivalry between the two shows. And while I'm on this topic, I would like to commend you guys for supporting Supergirl and Supergirl Radio, and I hope you all know that I genuinely love Legends of Gotham. So any competition between Supergirl and Gotham is non-existent in my book. Now... I just wanted to call in and say how much I enjoyed Selena Kyle in By Fire this week. This was by far the best episode to feature her. I was pleased to see that she didn't sleep with her goggles on for some <laughs> unknown reason like she did last mm-hmm. week. I liked her dynamic with Bridget. I loved her scene with Gorkins. I thought it was fitting that when she stole money, she was stealing from really terrible people because that's a very Catwoman thing for her to do. And her, for the record, all y'all suck. That <laughs> Mine is my favorite cat moment in all of Gotham so far. Also, I am really intrigued about this Indian Hill section of Wayne Enterprises. There was a mention of, quote, the rest of the monsters, unquote. So I was wondering, do you have any guesses as to who those monsters are that could be down there? Anyway, as Butch would say, I thought this week's Gotham was fine like a bottle of wine. And I can't (laughs) wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah, and as far as like the, the whole Gotham tweet super girl thing like one i think i i think i i, I think people that they're looking for it we're overreacting about the tweet because one it was very ton-in-cheek it was it was very much in the tone of the show in that social media account especially which, the gotham social media accounts yeah. they're very jokey mm-hmm. so yeah and it at the same time, too, if if uh, if you know Gotham is a little salty about uh, Supergirl's time slot, well, they were they were Monday nights at eight p.m. First, first, so they might have a little bit of a right to be. And I, I mean, I don't necessarily think, especially. <laughs> Uh, for, especially from a creative side, like yeah. I really, I, I I feel no rivalry with no. the Supergirl show or fans of Supergirl show or Supergirl radio, which I've appeared on. <laughs> I, I feel no rivalry with any of, of those entities mm-hmm. at all. But at the same time, if Gotham the show feels a little bit of friendly rivalry with Supergirl the show, I think that's completely okay. I mean, even though they're two DC Comics properties, uh, one I don't think fans of the show 
need to necessarily feel like they have to be loyal to all DC properties just because they like one yeah. DC properties or certain versions of DC characters. I think I, – I, I mean I think that that's probably a way to keep from being critical about any yeah. DC properties, which I, I don't think is is necessarily good as a fan to do either because, I mean, yeah, you got to hold the creators to account a little bit if you feel they're going the wrong way. I mean be, be polite and everything obviously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time too, I, I just I, – I don't know. Uh, DC Comics, for example, Marvel Comics for example every month they have 40 to 52 books out there coming out every month that are all in competition with each other and these writers they're friends but they're also competitors for jobs for for gigs for you know Mm. people buying comics so i mean it's it's not even unfamiliar in the world of comic books for different entities you know for uh, uh the fourth batman book every month to be in competition with the fourth superman book every month you know right. like that, <laughs> that may be superman there you go <laughs> yeah yeah but that's 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 kind of how it goes down and i think as long i think it's okay to have a rivalry i think it's okay to have a friendly rivalry a little competition mm-hmm. as long as there's no real animosity there which with the gotham tweet I don't think was the case at all. I don't think it necessarily was. And I know some people think, like Bobby says, he thinks it could have been handled better. Mm -hmm. I think it was maybe one of those things. They thought it was hilarious. They weren't trying to be like rude towards anybody. And then they saw how it was reacted. They're like, we're just going to back off and not. Well, I mean, the tweet's still up there and everything. Right. But they didn't like keep poking the fire. Yeah. Nobody's poking the bear. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I also think in a lot of ways, and I, I'm not pointing fingers to Rebecca or, any, or Bobby mm-hmm. in the chat room or anyone here or anyone who was in our chat room for greetings from Storybrook last night. Not pointing fingers at anybody. Actually, I'm talking more about stuff I've seen elsewhere online. But I think a lot of people were waiting for Gotham to react. Yes. Or to say something bad so they could pile on Gotham about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's fair either. I think that's... People don't want to give that, Gotham a fair shot anyway. Yeah, and I think there's more animosity in that action than there is in the Gotham tweet. Yeah. You know, but we've had our say. We've had our say. And As I said, is. next week, punch a baby, burn it up. Email How us is Legends that of Gotham. better than this tweet? <laughs> Email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, there's four, that's 424-274-2352. Oh, Bobby in the chat room says, but they're not out there saying, read this, not that. Eh, actually, I've read a lot of interviews with comic book writers or writers and stuff in a lot of ways they a lot of times they are but just not directly they'll be like you know this storyline is better than that or than a storyline that would be like this referencing a specific storyline in another book at the same company you know but they'll, they'll keep it just off the line kind of like how gotham did with that tweet so I, again, I I also think uh, I'm just going to go to my happy place. That's just good business too, in some ways too. I, I don't th- I, I I think it's okay. They got people talking. Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at amdsimone. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can pick up my Dog Boy Adventures at uh, dogboyadventures.com or the one we were talking about earlier, bit.ly/demonsdare. And you can follow all of the podcasts we podcast. Yep, we podcast at universebox.com. Also, this week, uh, Thursday, 8.30 p.m. EST, uh, ET, <laughs> the, fo- uh, the journey. Whatever home. it is in Florida. But we're, we're wrapping up our uh, Universe Box podcast for now. It's for going now. on an extended, extended hiatus. hiatus. We want to blow the doors off, have a big old party. Even if you've never checked out the show before, mm-hmm. we highly encourage you to come yes, hang please. out in the chat room and uh, share your stories. 
Share your stories about college, home, coffee, chocolate, mm-hmm. uh, depression. Uh, did we do mm-hmm. a vacations? There was a vacation. Yeah, of vacations. Some sort. Uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Harry Who. Potter, Superman. We did do Harry Potter, Superman. See, mm-hmm. we like other things. Uh, Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. There was other stuff. Go back. We have like 40 episodes. Yeah, but uh, live.universebox.com, Thursday, uh, October 29th, 8.30 p.m. I love when Eastern you're time. calendar. <laughs> uh, please join us live. And I, I, I think the best way to close out this episode, I mean, Bobby says it in the chat room, come on, we've all thought about punching a baby or two. Admit it. Join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Don't punch a baby. Do it. Don't do it. Punch the baby. Don't punch the baby. Punch the baby. Put the baby in the crib and walk away. <laughs> <laughs>